Welcome to Bad Songwriter Podcast. I'm your host, Anna Holmquist. We're here today with Sean Newman. Sean is a Chicago-based musician whose main songwriting project is called Jupiter Styles. He also plays bass and sings in Rap Boys. And he's a journalist, and he's written for places like People, New York Times, Vice, ESPN, and more. Hey, what's up? What's up? How are you? (laughs) Good, how are you? Good. Thanks for being on the podcast. Thank you for having me. This is great. And bringing some of your worst material to share. (laughs) So can you tell us a little bit about when you started songwriting, Um, how you started songwriting, Yeah. what instrument you started on? Yeah, I started playing guitar probably when I was 12 or 13 or so, and I started writing songs like shortly after that with friends and everything usually but then when I was home alone would start to write the songs by myself and everything and a lot of them weren't about anything real and didn't make sense and were just sappy and just like (laughs) highly emotional you Mm -hmm. know teenage stuff so (laughs) so stuff like that it was pretty rough but mostly on guitar yeah that was the only instrument I knew at that time do you know a lot of instruments now no I just barely know how to play the drums a little bit and then I play bass which is just a guitar with two less strings so (laughs) someone will shit on me for that but it's true (laughs) you know what's true is true that's fine so you've sent along a full album yeah i couldn't figure out which one to send also that was just the easiest thing to send Mm -hmm. you um so you recorded these when you were 15 yeah i recorded this album with my friend eli eli tracy when we were 15 i we were very early in high school. I don't know what age that would exactly be, but um, probably like freshman year of high school or something. Mm-hmm. And we one summer just like locked ourselves in his house and just like recorded all we could in the matter of like two weeks or so with as many songs as we could come up with and stuff. And I had a bunch of songs like already that I wanted to record. And so it was like two or two and a half weeks of just sitting in his house in like the heat of the summer. And we would just do it. Like I stayed at his house for like two weeks. I like, oh didn't gosh. go home. So like <laughs> I like had like shampoo and stuff there. Like we like were hanging out hardcore. Yeah. <laughs> but like, yeah, we would wake up super early and start recording. And then we'd go all the way till it was like dark out. And then maybe like go hang out with other people or something or even come back. Like I remember one night it rained really hard. And of course we recorded the rain. Right. And stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. Well, yeah. It's a gift from God uh-huh. directly. <laughs> So we had to record it. But yeah, we recorded like, there's like a 20 minute song to end the record, which is like, just like five other songs just mashed together, but just like mixed over this rainstorm that we recorded. <laughs> like no one would ever want to listen to it. But we, we thought it was fun and it was fun. But yeah, like, I'm not super stoked on some of the songs now, but great. Well, we'll get to listen to them. That sounds so great. great. The album's called Slow Dancing with Death. Yes, very, okay. <laughs> very deep. Extremely deep. So the first song that we're going to listen to here is called Hearts. If there's anything you want to say about it at the top, otherwise um, we can just give it a listen. I don't know. Yeah, like literally none of these songs had any story behind them. They just like were words that I would rhyme together and great that's like i think you can tell i I tried to listen back recently when you asked me to do this and i think there's a line where i for some reason say i don't know what word i rhyme it with but i say the word 
Astrodome. <laughs> you know, where the Houston Astros used to play. Great, <laughs> so you right? can tell that I was just like a 15-year-old who liked baseball. Right. <laughs> and that had no meaning at all. So. <laughs> Wonderful. That's all I can remember from this song. All right, let's give it a listen. My hearts are beating like a match and the streets are sounding this is bad. like the Astrodome. <laughs> oh, wow, right away. Yeah. On the telephone, my heart is See, it's just like every word that you could find that would rhyme with each other, right. I would throw it at the end of the. Did you use a rhyming dictionary? Use a what? A rhyming dictionary. Probably, like <laughs> rhymezone.com. I remember like always right. using that and stuff. Yeah, I've definitely um, done that before. Yeah, <laughs> I think like everyone that writes music knows about that mm-hmm. website. <laughs> I don't know if that's still a thing, but it was when I was like 15 or oh, I'm 14 sure it or something. Is. I remember it had the funniest like user interface. Like it looked like a website from the 90s. Yes. That was like, it came with computers, you uh-huh. know? <laughs> What did you use to record this album? Um, I think we we recorded on like Eli's desktop computer, mm-hmm. and I think he had like a program that he bought from like Target or Walmart, <laughs> or you know, like one of those yeah, ones yeah. that like the software came in a box and it was on a CD, and then we'd like. You know, he uploaded it and we were recording on that. And I think he had his, the big thing that we thought we were like so professional and cool was that he had like an interface. AK, we could plug a microphone into something. Right? Very cool. Yeah. I remember the program was called Sessions. I was trying to remember that all morning, but now I finally remember that. It had like a little play button um, as the logo. But yeah, it was, I thought it was so cool that you could like, go back and edit things because I had a like a tape four track that I would always record on which I probably should have found some of those recordings from like even earlier that are so bad (laughs) but I remember being so stoked that you could like oh very slow beautiful ending (laughs) great job past (laughs) yes really hammer on the point Mm -hmm. but I remember being so stoked about like the fact that you could go in and like have as many tracks as you want and like yeah. edit things and stuff like that or like put reverb on something or you know I wasn't used to that at all so yeah right when you're first starting out like working with that kind of stuff all of it's exciting it was yeah so like you're I like two tracks I know yeah I, I mean that's why I, like I told you I like I look back on this like very beautifully like as like a really great time mm-hmm. because I think I learned a lot and like can't, probably came out of my shell a bunch and stuff as someone who writes songs and like now is recording and stuff. I think I learned a lot and like experimented sure. with a lot. I do journalism stuff and did a story on catatonic youths that like Instagram I page. I saw that. Yeah, I, so. I really appreciated it because <laughs> that yeah, Instagram page I was super stoked is... to do it. <laughs> Just a note here to say that catatonic youths is an Instagram page that shares terribly cringy old live performances and music videos. You should go check it out. It's a lot of fun. But I was talking to a lot of people for that, like a lot of musicians and stuff. And specifically my friend John in Denver, who plays in a bunch of hardcore bands and stuff, he like 
he was talking about like it's like cheating if you don't go through that phase yes and it's, it's like you're taking a shortcut that like you shouldn't take because a it's like not fair to like everyone right. else who's like, like doing that but also <laughs> like yeah but also like you miss out on so many learning opportunities so absolutely. i'm like stoked that i have the shittiest music ever absolutely like, so i don't know it's but it relates to that in that way where it's like, oh, God, like if anyone did hear this stuff, I'd be so embarrassed. But yeah. I'm glad it happened. Yeah, it's important. I know. Like that's that's what I've been thinking mm-hmm. about, like through recording. Yeah. Have you been this. looking back through a lot of your old stuff oh, now yes. that you've been doing this? Yeah. Yeah. I've I've saved <laughs> it all and I've looked yes. back through it all. Um, I actually did. There's Mortified, which is a podcast okay. and live show um, that happens around mm-hmm. in, the u.s um but they have a live show in chicago at lincoln hall and i did one of those Mm. recently and they help you you work with a producer and it's a sort of storytelling thing so they help people produce about a 10 minute story usually using their old like diary entries or poetry or writing things like that um but i did my old songs so i (laughs) in lincoln hall played like (laughs) that is so intimidating holy uh pieces of like five or six of my old songs live (laughs) and then showed I have a really embarrassing music video that Mm. I made in high school oh yeah I probably have some of those Um, so I also showed parts of that that's awesome so yes I've been looking at a lot of this stuff for that and also in front of hundreds of people right for that and also also for this uh, podcast and project so good and yeah it's embarrassing but it does it does feel Mm. good it like I'm, you know, sometimes I still get down on myself for, you know, I write a song. I'm like, ah, oh, that's not very oh, good. Sure. But then I'm like, Every oh, this song, is so yeah. much better, though, than oh, the yeah, shit yeah, I wrote yeah. when I was like 13. When you did the Lincoln Hall show, did people come up to you afterwards and tell you like stories of their old music and stuff? Like, did you have people talking to you about like relating to you, I guess? Yeah. Yeah. A little bit. <laughs> and some people were like, I actually liked that song for that's real. Awesome. And I was Hell like, yeah. OK. <laughs> yeah. It's like, of course, everyone's their own like worst or harshest critic and of stuff, course. too. Yeah. But. Yeah, it's even harder when you're like 14 or 13 mm-hmm. or something. <laughs> yeah, some of them I think were fine songs, except just lyrically. Yeah, I had that's nothing the thing. to write yeah. about because yeah. I was 14. That's what I was thinking about when I was like going through all this stuff. Was like, like what am I writing about? Like, <laughs> I would, like I ran out of like Oreos and had to go back to the store again right. or something. Oh, like, no. what was my like? I had homework. Like, big tragedy in my life. Yeah, they're just like, there's like songs that like allude to some sort of relationship. And I'm like, I was like 14. I wasn't in a relationship. Like I was watching baseball. I definitely wrote songs and poems about like relationship stuff before I had had anything even close to that. And it's like, yeah, it's like beyond anything that I understood at the time, (laughs) which I did like write. I used to write songs like from other people's perspectives and Uh stuff, especially like historical figures and stuff um, around that age, which like. I guess was at least like a better decision than trying to like act like it was me going through whatever was going on. But also yeah. then you're trying to interpret someone else's feelings, which is like, A, you could be so inaccurate and like B, so unfair. Yeah, I did that, but I was really into like fantasy fiction, like young okay. adult novels. Yeah. And so I would sometimes write songs like about like characters. Okay, in that's novels. cool. I wrote, I wrote a song about... Um, the Amber Spyglass by okay. Philip Pullman. <laughs> I think I still have that somewhere nice. too. I think I wrote it as like a creative book report in okay. high school. 
Uh, um, just turned it into song. Yeah, I have <laughs> to. Beautiful. I have to find that one. Yeah, really bad. I'd um, love to hear that. <laughs> uh, well, you probably will at some point. Sadly, this next song we're going to listen to is called "Branches, Branches, Branches." Yes. Let's uh, give it a whirl. I remember this one. I picked this one because it's like one of those songs that are from someone else's perspective. Mm-hmm. But I think the, if I remember correctly and could gauge from like listening back and listening to the lyrics, I think it's from the perspective of a lion in a cage at a zoo. Oh my God. <laughs> so it's like, what, what was going on? <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, very, very deep. But yeah, it's just like, of course, we tried to do the oh there's a vocal effect thing and stuff right. I think I had this like bullet microphone which I still have and like try to find uses for but I think I had just bought it at this point and I was like stoked on using it so I think we used it a lot throughout the yeah, record that makes sense <laughs> like way overused it. <laughs> it's like when you give someone who is just learning how to play guitar like and you give them a pedal for the first time and they're yes. like well it can sound different than what it sounds like out of my amp and then they only use the pedal for like <laughs> years yeah see at least i'm in a park that has some i gotta say i don't Look think i've ever heard side. a song from the perspective of a lion before thank you <laughs> this is unique I thank you, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a compliment. <laughs> also, neither of us played drums, so we're like trying to keep the beat. I guess that was on beat, but like the symbol is like so bad. Yeah. <laughs> also, I think we recorded it separately from the drum part. That's tough. This is the zoo crowd? <laughs> yes. Yelling at the lion. And that's the lion. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I don't know if you've ever heard of art, but you just heard it. <laughs> I, I haven't, but now I know. Now I know about it. Dear God. That was great. Wow. You really got creative with this. Thank you. Yeah. I feel like we were locked, we locked ourselves in the room yeah, for two weeks. Two weeks? That's like a long time. It feels like you sort of did like a an artist retreat sort yeah. of thing. Like, like, Except in the suburbs of Chicago. Right. Right. <laughs> Within like a stone's throw from a hot dog stand. So <laughs> not too much of a retreat. No. <laughs> um, all right. This final track that we'll listen to here is called Hurricane Carly. I just remember my friend Carly, our friend Carly, who we went to high school with and stuff. I like, came over with her trumpet. She played trumpet in the Oak Forest High School Band. And uh, she like came over and played trumpet because she was the only person we knew that played trumpet. Mm-hmm. But she like was just learning how to play trumpet too, <laughs> so <laughs> you'll hear that everyone was very inexperienced at the instruments. At the acoustic guitar like i said we had so many tracks to work with (laughs) 
and it's just acoustic guitar. Like this sounds like just a demo I recorded in my bedroom or something. Yeah. Like we were just so young and didn't know about all the opportunities that we actually had with the recording stuff that we had. Yeah, I think a lot of it was just like finding, like, none of this makes any sense together lyrically, but it was just like finding whatever word could rhyme with it and just trying to make it, like, trying to like hide behind that, I guess. This is like the big, we thought this was like the big moment of yeah, the record. Yeah, <laughs> it is. You can tell. You can tell the change happened. Yeah. Change of winds mm-hmm. <laughs> in this hurricane song. There it is. There it is. (laughs) Poor Carly. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Also, we had, uh, what do you call it? Like drum mallets. And we were so stoked. Like the whole record. I think the record's like 18 songs. And then that last song has like five other songs within it. Uh So like 23 plus songs or whatever. (laughs) Like almost every single one has this like big like like some big like crescendo moment on the symbol. You know, when you find something that you really like, you just want to put it <laughs> yeah, in we every like, single thing. Yeah, we were like, oh, that sounded like good in this one song, so let's use it in this song too, and then this song too. It was just so stupid. Also, his parents probably fucking hated us. Like, I always think about that too. Of like, yeah, if you had a kid and like that kid brought over their friends. And for two for weeks, two we're weeks. just That's making a, fucking yeah. noise. And like, Miss Tracy is an angel. That is like <laughs> the nicest thing to put up with this bullshit. Yeah, because it's one thing, I guess, for like a night or a day. Or yeah, day. yeah. Two weeks straight is a. That's insane. And like all day is ridiculous. Just keeps going. <laughs> I think I think if I remember correctly, she just like messed up something at the end. We were like, just play a bunch of stuff and <laughs> like hide it. It'll like be like we did it on purpose. That was great. <laughs> wow. Wow. Thank you for <laughs> going through yeah. that history with me. So did you did you release the album? Yeah. Did you I put it out put on it, CD? I put or? it out on CD. I had my friends, my friend Kasha, her sister Monica Vigitsky, I think is if I remember how you pronounce their last name she did the artwork for it and i still have the artwork taped to the back of my guitar because i like i think i like remember this very fondly and stuff and like and the artwork is really cool i went to probably like staples or something like that or like whatever small like fedex type place Mm -hmm. i think i got like a pack of cds at best buy that were like probably 100 or 200 of the like cds and then put the album on all of them and then print it out like on whatever thick shitty paper that I had like at the store and then put the album cover on that and then put it in like CD jewel cases. And that was it. That was like the (laughs) release, which is like, I guess cool looking back. It's like, Oh, that's at least it was like, there was an effort there, but like it looked like shit. I like cut them myself because they like <laughs> didn't print out the right size. So I had to like cut them into the right size to fit into the CD case. So some of, of them are like way shorter than the other ones and stuff. And like 
the CD just has Sharpie on it that says like the album title and everything. And that's the real DIY. It's <laughs> it's rough. <laughs> I remember one of like the most humiliating moments of my life. I don't know if it was this record or another like record that I put out around that same time mm-hmm. with whatever band was that like I would walk around my neighborhood when I didn't have anything to do and I would just hand the CD to whoever I saw. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so like a lot of people were like oh cool thanks and i would like literally knock on people's door and like door-to-door salesman for like not selling the record but just like here please listen to this please take it like so insane (laughs) and like i could have saved so much humiliation by just like putting it in someone's mailbox or not doing it at all right but there's this one moment i remember i was walking around and i handed it to this group of kids that were like on like like there are BMX bikes together. Uh-huh. So like a real suburban biker right. gang and they smashed it in front of oh me. My God. <laughs> and I just remember being like, okay, thanks. <laughs> just so like walking sad. away. It was so <laughs> stupid. Oh uh, my God. But yeah, that was the, that was seeing that like was the emotional moments right. that I put into songwriting back then. Of course. <laughs> so. Of course. And look at you now. Yes. For real though. Doing the same <laughs> shit. <laughs> look at you now still handing Just out your Peddling it on in Instagram instead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How do you think your songwriting has changed over the years, if at all? Um. Well, I think like very much like the biggest point of like change and the reason why like basically I started writing about myself and like real things that I understand and experience and like stuff that I can't bullshit. It's like real stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think that's the biggest difference between this and stuff now is like back then I wasn't writing about anything. And I think that's like a lot of young songwriters when they're like a young teen or whatever, or just starting to write, doesn't matter what age, but just starting to write songs for the very first time. And like, are putting themselves out there for the very first time they're still reserved like i was still very reserved and didn't want to like share all my feelings or share whatever story or whatever that was like actually real and that people could relate to i was just making up bullshit stories or like writing about historical figures or like yeah stuff that just wasn't genuine or real and i think that's the biggest difference between that and now and i think that's like a difference maybe this is probably just personal but like i really connect with people that write about genuine like real things that they're like experiencing because then it's like i i believe that source you know like i i don't like listen to i don't like listening to things that aren't about like something that that person can directly tell me about because then i don't just believe it and it's like it doesn't feel as real to me yeah um, yeah, I hear you on that. Yeah, I think that's the biggest difference. It's a good difference. <laughs> and also not recording on <laughs> whatever program that was, Sessions. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that helps too. Well, you recently put out a Jupiter Styles mm-hmm. album. Yeah, it's called Ultra Saint Opera. Mm-hmm. Um, Everybody should go listen to it. Thank you. It's on the internet. You can buy it. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah, <of laughs> I course. hope people will like it. <laughs> it doesn't sound like what we just Yeah, I, just, I promise. <laughs> swear to god <laughs> so what are some things you've been listening to lately that you've been really digging or music that's been inspiring you um i kind of just listen to the same records all the time that's fine and so like you know like i would listen to like modest mouse or whatever growing up so like mm-hmm. i was listening to those records and stuff like the older ones and stuff that i grew up with and i've also been listening to a lot of like 
more like modern country and stuff so i've like been listening to a lot of jason isbell this year Mm -hmm. and i think he's a really good songwriter and it's it can turn a lot of people off just because like the pre-conceived notion of just like oh this is country music or whatever but like yeah it's just so that's another person who's like writing very genuine real good like heartfelt music and stuff and like like, i'm speaking lyrically too like the music's great but like lyrically it's like unbelievable to listen to like some of the stuff that he writes so i've been listening to that yeah i haven't listened to him lately but mm-hmm. i've definitely liked some of his stuff in the past yeah, so yeah. I should check out yeah it's really stuff. good yeah i think the, um, i don't the last record i think he put out was maybe like 2018 or something i think this record called the nashville sound or nashville sound i don't know what the official title is but I think that's the most recent one, Mm -hmm. but it's very good. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Yeah, thank you for having me. This was Uh very embarrassing and very fun. Great. (laughs) (laughs) Wonderful. And thank you, everybody, for listening. Yeah, thanks. Bye. Hey, thanks for listening. You can find Jupiter Styles and Rap Boys music on the internet everywhere you find music. And you can fi- find us on Instagram at Bad Songwriter and on Twitter at Bad underscore Songwriter. If you are enjoying the show, we'd love it if you would rate, review, subscribe, follow, share with a friend, share on social media. It helps us out. If you are a songwriter who has material for this podcast and you'd like to be on it, it's fun, I promise, a little scary, but fun. You can email me at badsongwriterpod at gmail.com. Stay safe out there and socially distanced. Bye.